Welcome to the Senior Caregiver Podcast, where we talk about caring for aging loved ones and ourselves. This is a safe space that recognizes both the joys and challenges of senior caregiving. And our goal in every episode is to provide helpful resources and how-to information for you. Here's Bill Worthington. Thank you very much. Well, I have the pleasure of a chat with Andrea Owensby today. Andrea is Vice President of Design for the many, many well-designed Sunrise Senior Living Communities. Thanks for being here, Andrea. Thank you. Let's jump right in, Andrea, to an important moment in senior living. When the time comes for transitioning from one's home to a senior living community, wouldn't you say that one of the first big decisions to be made is what to bring with you and what to leave behind? That's definitely a question that everybody faces, and it is certainly an emotional one. My brother and I went through this a few years ago when my mom transitioned to senior care, and that was her number one concern. Yeah. Maybe you don't bring all of the things or furnish all of those spaces with your items, but it does give you the opportunity to really go through and figure out what means the most to you and why it means the most to you. So when you're thinking about downsizing, you have to think about what's the most crucial that you need. And a lot of times family members have donated things. We have things that have been handed down to us that are not necessarily suitable for us. Maybe they're not the right depth. Maybe they're not the right height. Maybe that chair that I've gotten, you know, and had for years and years was super comfortable 10 years ago, but now it's kind of lost its spring and it's a little hard for me to get in and out of. I do have a lot of fond memories with that. You know, maybe that's the rocking chair that I had my first child and would, you know, snuggle and rock with, but does it suit my needs today is really what you have to analyze when you're talking about downsizing and and making this decision. It's definitely a decision that lots of families struggle with because there's the emotional attachment to those pieces. But doing it together, participating, making sure that you're talking about all of those things and experiencing why you love those elements, having the memories tied to those pieces doesn't mean you have to keep that piece. There's plenty of things that we can let go of in a trade-off for something better. Many times people are making these decisions because either somebody needs care or somebody needs socialization. Mm -hmm. Living alone with all of your memories is not very much fun Mm -hmm. when you don't have anybody to share them with. Maybe leaving some of those items behind, but sharing those memories in a more social setting in a community, that's going to have a whole lot more meaning to us as individuals. So remembering that when you're going through the downsizing process is definitely something key to helping separate that emotional tie from that item. And in concert with what we've talked about already, we should strive to make sure the furniture and items we bring are uh, consistent with good senior ergonomics, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. Making sure that the things that you do pick are well suited. They'll fit the space. They fit the need. They have a purpose. And emotional tie is is great, too. You don't have to eliminate everything. Right. Um, making sure that you're bringing in pictures and um, family ties, things that are important to you as um, an individual, as well as you know, things that remind you of the life that you've lived, led, it's, um, still really valid. You can maybe consider different ways to showcase those things. Lots of times there will be wonderful, beautiful photos and documents that are shoved in a drawer or that there's an entire dresser now worth of all of those memories. Think about ways to showcase that. Pick the special ones, pick the unique ones, put them in shadow boxes, put them in picture frames, build out a way to display that and have a conversation. That'll keep those memories going. That's a great idea. Yes. And so uh, what else? Uh, good, oh, good environment and acoustics. 
I guess that's a consideration. Yeah. So we've talked about how to, you know, get that emotional scenario when you're making selections. You also need to think about what's going to bring value add. So having the opportunity to pick things that are going to support you if you have low vision or possibly if you're struggling with um, hearing uh, loss or, or the ability to do that, making sure that you have soft things that really allow you to personalize your space. Mm -hmm. So draperies, having the opportunity to have soft furnishings that will one be safe for you because you, you know, bump into a coffee table doesn't feel as great as when you bump into an ottoman and it's a little softer. (laughs) So having elements that have support both in safety, but also in the ability acoustically to support you hearing better in your, in your environment and in your space, definitely worth considering. Another consideration that I would say is really important to think about when you're making that decision is it's a trade-off. Like we said, the space might be smaller that you're individually responsible for, but the amount of space that you're gaining through the process and the amount of opportunity for socialization and having more friends going through the same thing that you've gone through uh, really helps make some of these things a little bit easier. So bringing it back to the personalization piece, you know, think about different communities when you're touring and asking questions like, what's your pet policy? Can I paint things in my room or is, you know, the standard already set for me? Mm. Do I have any ability to make some choices about drapery treatments and what I want to bring in here so that it can feel personalized? It can be your own home environment, but it's inside of a larger community. Boy, these are all great design ideas and strategies, but uh, so often now, Andrea, we find it necessary to keep memory care needs in mind, too. Is there a possible design strategy for that? Absolutely. It's an entirely different subset of things that we consider when we're designing for somebody who has loss of memory or some confusion about their environments. Certainly plays into effect with contrast and the depth perception that comes along with with that. So back to textures and materials and things. Textures and materials. And lighting. Yes, lighting are definitely part of an increased need of consideration when somebody's going through memory loss. Mm. The reason is, is is because when your brain is trying to put all those things together, you're trying to decipher so much that in order to do that better, you narrow the things that your brain has to think about. And one of those ways that you can do that is through the environment. So not having busy patterns, not having things that are competing with what my brain needs to be thinking about or trying to interpret while I'm also trying to figure out all the other things that I'm supposed to be doing, it really helps the opportunity for the person who's going through that to reduce the amount of things they have to deal with on an individual basis. I can see where it would. Yeah. So patterns are definitely something not just in fabrics, but also in wallpapers, in designs, in carpeting. Those things really come into play. It's a really exciting opportunity, though, because it not only meets needs for memory care, it also meets needs for low vision. It also meets needs for um, somebody aging in place in general. So these are not singular things that there's a prescribed way to solve it for someone with memory loss that's different than somebody with um, hearing loss or vision loss. You're pro- in your job, you're probably looking for those crossover Absolutely. Elements, right? Yes. You come to a really happy moment when you're able to solve a lot of problems for um, varying types of issues with a single solution. So making sure that you're aware in the of what is available to you through that process when you're making considerations of how to make that move, that's definitely something that a senior 
living provider probably has a little bit more depth of understanding on. Mm-hmm. The care process is definitely different for somebody who has memory loss than somebody who just needs some assistance in their daily activities. So making sure that when you're making that transition, that's where those really supportive elements, making decisions about what you keep and what you leave behind really will impact those decisions differently for somebody who's transitioning with memory loss versus somebody who is just transitioning for assisted living. When you're uh, transitioning to a community, you get a lot of advice and a a lot of help along the way from people. Are there people that will help you without those kinds of decisions on the local level as well? Yes. There's a number of opportunities that you can leverage when you're making this decision. I personally, uh, since I'm in the industry of interior design, I would suggest go to the community. It's really important to see it for yourself. Experiencing that firsthand is really one of the best ways to make that decision. You're going to get a sense of the environment. You're going to get a sense of what everything feels like. We're in a world where a lot of shopping happens online and, um, the version of kind of feeling out where you think you might like to be happens so quickly online. But the reality is, is things are always better experienced. So when you narrow down that process and you're starting to choose and make some narrowed selections on where you think you might end up, go. It's definitely important to experience the environment and also get a a feel for what that would feel like for your family member who's now taking this consideration of a downsize from their own home to something different. And it would help you decide what makes the move and what doesn't too, I imagine, just to see it firsthand. Yes. Most operators have the opportunity to provide you with a floor plan of the unit that you're considering. Mm. So that will help you along the way of deciding what's going to stay and what's going to go. If you have the shape and size of the room that you might be moving into, that'll give you the advantage of then deciding what might fit and where it would fit. Mm. Pre-planning that, if you have the opportunity to do some pre-planning is definitely helpful. If you don't have the time to pre-plan, you know, sometimes these decisions have to be made quickly. Somebody needs to have a decision made you know, in a matter of a few days, there's definitely resources usually at those communities that have experienced this and gone through a downsizing with family members and loved ones before that have come into the communities. So asking them how to um, come up with some ideas around what would best fit in their rooms, think about the size of the bed is a really good one. So making sure that you're considering, you know, is a twin the right thing or is a, you know, I have a double, should I consider downsizing to a a twin to have more space? The height of the bed is definitely also very critical. And then thinking about the storage. So you, you get an opportunity to just, okay, there's this much storage already provided for me. What kind of storage do I need? Mm-hmm. And that's going to help you identify what you're going to consider bringing and what you're not. So don't bring more that you than you can handle because then you just end up in a, a different kind of mess of stuff. Yes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine making the transition to senior care living doesn't have to be all horrid decisions, but can actually be exciting in a way. Yeah, it's definitely an opportunity for you to take advantage of involving the individual who you are moving in, whether that be, you know, your parent or um, another loved one in the family or just someone that you have a special bond with and you're considering this process for. If you involve them in the process of what they like, what 
kinds of things they would want to um, bring with them, but also what things they need to think about when they're considering that move. Maybe there's an opportunity to come up with some new styles and new looks that maybe makes them feel more excited about that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Additionally, I would say it's really important to talk about that and have that conversation as soon as you can. Don't wait till the last minute to have that conversation with your loved one when you're in a moment of need. It's always going to be more emotional at that moment than if you start pre-planning and having a discussion in advance. Hey, would you ever consider wanting to downsize? I notice you don't really love getting out and weeding the garden anymore. If you were to downsize, would you consider a place that didn't have a garden? Well, if that answer, you know, can steer you in different directions on what you're asking when you go and look for a space. Now might be a good time to remind our listeners about a great resource that is available If you'd like to get more information about these kinds of considerations, and you can find it at theseniorcaregiver.com. Yes, we absolutely have so many more tips and tricks that we can lend anybody who is either going through the process of considering what to do in this scenario or is already in this process. If you need some support with thinking about additional safety tips on what to do if your loved one is staying in their current home to make sure that the environment is safe, simple things like remembering there's a lot of new opportunities with faux-looking candles that uh, flicker and have the scents and aromas but provide a safer option than having a real candle. Little things like that. We also... Another great idea. Oh, I know. We could keep going all day. The opportunity to provide some more of these types of tricks and and, uh, little tips available for you are on the website as well as we have many opportunities in just sharing more information with you through blogs and additional support materials that we have for you. Once again, the site is SeniorCaregiver.com, and we're talking with Andrea Owensby, Vice President of Design for the Sunrise Senior Living Communities. And since we're dot-coming our way through this part of the podcast, I have to believe that technology is playing a greater role by the day toward safe and practical senior living. I think technology is definitely an interesting word. Um, When people hear technology today, they think tech. They think internet, they think the digital age. There's buttons also and Bluetooth, as yeah, were, yeah, buttons and Bluetooth. I think the difference though is that there's a lot of technology that's not tech itself. So there's a lot of ways that we, Sunrise, have purpose built our buildings and leveraged some of that technology to put pieces together residentially that meet the needs of a senior in an environment and that you can you can take that and use that within your own home, but you can also also see a lot of those features in our Sunrise communities. One of the things that we do, we, we talked a little bit about the furniture elements and all of the things associated with, you know, what to do in your own home. We also have a guide that we share. Um, it's on our website that has all of that information, but it also goes into a little bit of the purpose-built elements that we do. Things at the right height for our residents. So inside of our resident units, making sure that we have some adaptability, we can have sinks that pull away and you can have wheelchair access. We also have the opportunity for lean rails in our buildings. We have corridors, which are a little bit different than what you would have in your own home. We have length of corridor, but we try to keep those shallow in in depth so that we don't have too long to go. Um, and no on and off buttons there, is it? No, no on and off buttons there, um, but we provide 
provide uh, what we call lean rails instead of handrails so that that way we have the opportunity to just rest if you need to catch your breath or if you are you know waiting for somebody else to pass you by in the hallway and you're saying hello you have an opportunity to just lean on that give you a little bit more independence and and support of your self while you're kind of walking along and and give that dignity to you so that you don't have to actually use some of the assisted devices like walkers or wheelchairs and things like that mm-hmm. additionally we also make sure that when we're building our buildings that we carve out niches for opportunities to rest and pause so you can adapt that into your own home if you have a long corridor that you have to travel make sure that you've got an opportunity to sit down and rest but if you also have you know a very short compact home you can make sure that within that you're you're allowing yourself plenty of opportunity to pause and take advantage of unique elements within your home that you put there for bracing and support as you're kind of moving through your own home too. These are great ideas, especially if you're planning right now, you're thinking about what, what do I want in yeah. my home? Yeah. Why not? You know? Yes. In a lot of cases like yes. this. Yes. And so that's the purpose build side. I know you asked, I'm going to circle back because you, you asked me about technology and mm-hmm. we, right. I went off a little bit on the, on the building itself. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of opportunity within technology as well. So we have learned, we've been doing this for about 35 years. So a little bit of trial and error on a lot of the technology side of things have has shifted over those 35 years. What was available then is not what we have today. So we've had lots of opportunity to grow what we do and how we do it with our programming. So partnering things alongside of the programming that we offer in our buildings, such as Wi-Fi, and having the adaptability to have access points so that residents and family members can do that. But Wi-Fi is a very powerful tool that everybody has in their own home. So that's something that you could adapt and put voice command attachments to. So having inside of your own home the opportunity to say, change the temperature, I'm a little too hot, or using that. All of those things are something that they're coming into play, and our seniors are going to be a little bit more tech savvy than the ones we had 20 years ago. And an Alexa kind of situation. Absolutely. The Alexa kind of thing, we're seeing many of our seniors actually coming into our homes with more exposure to that than we would have thought. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of the caregivers in their own homes, their, their family members, their children that are helping them set those things up. So as they come into our environments, they're already adapted to that. They have the tablet experience. It's intuitive. You know how to scroll through that and that information. Digital um, thermostats are definitely something that most people have experienced at this point. So when we take those things into consideration... Picking technology that is intuitive, picking technology that supports our seniors the best way we know how, and coming alongside of our programming to improve the programming that we have through the use of these technologies, that's something that's you know really cutting edge right now. Technology that uh, lends itself to convenience. Yes, there's definitely um, an opportunity for technology to have a convenience and have a way to help support us individually as we're moving through our day. Things that dim and turn on and off lights, the ability to open or close uh, window shades. I know I've got a set in my bedroom that I can program, Mm -hmm. but you got to do it. You have to program it and you have to know how to program it to help you. And I think that's where Sunrise has a real advantage. When you think about all of these technologies, at the end of the day, nobody wants to have the world doing all of this stuff for them and no interaction with humans. Exactly. So technologies are great, but having them as a partnership to your environment and a 
partnership to the people that take care of you and love you and, and are compassionate and supportive of you. It can't eliminate all need. Mm-hmm. We all need each other to continue to thrive and, and have purpose in life. So these technologies definitely help us and they really do support the opportunity for us to enhance the environments. And it just gives us an opportunity to care better. Well said. And it helps your independence, but at the same time, it shouldn't replace Correct. The human touch, so to speak. Yeah. Everybody needs a little bit of support and taking some of the monotony out of the things that you have to do is definitely a way that you can utilize technology in your own home Mm -hmm. or the way that Sunrise utilizes technology inside of our environments. But it can't replace that true need for support and care and love um, that we're able to, like I said, in you know, bring alongside of our programming and support the ability to know when to take your medicine and also um, remind yourself to do certain things when you're doing that independently. Sunrise does a really good job of preserving dignity and leveraging our independence of our residents. We want residents to come in and feel as welcome and home environment in our buildings as we possibly can. So we utilize these types of technology that would be a custom in a residential setting, but we use them in a way that really partners with the care needs that that person has. You're probably pretty discerning about what you incorporate. In other words, you don't just throw it in because it's new and it's technological. Yes, that's the hard part with technology. It's ever-changing. So you could probably go through the process of teching out your entire home or or a loved one's home who has all of these needs, and, and it could be obsolete within six months. Um, we live in an environment where things are rapidly changing and constantly uh, new sources of opportunity. Somebody else enters the market and wants to do it and does it better than the person that did it before. So Sunrise really tries to make sure that when we partner with someone or we utilize a technology that, that it has a robust uh, backing behind it. So we have the opportunity to partner it with the program that we have or the activity that it supports and really partner it with the person who's going to be owning and and maintaining that. If it's not maintainable, if it's a throwaway, if it becomes obsolete within a year, it's a lot of investment that you've spent, but it also means that you're constantly having to adapt to what is the best. And you might not always have that answer. You might not know what would be the best answer. So we really do vet the stuff that we, we utilize. It sounds better to probably lag a little bit instead of being the cutting edge on the, in the terms of this. Sometimes, sometimes it is. And, uh, I would say sunrise tends to, um, be cautiously cutting edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to stay ahead of where we need to be, uh, Um, We know that it's important to um, trial things, but we do them measured. Well, thank you so much for sitting down to talk with us today. Andrea Owensby, who's uh, Vice President of Design with uh, Sunrise Senior Living. Thank you. Thank you. You're certainly welcome. And I know I speak for everyone listening that is either aging themselves or helping a loved one transition from home to a senior care community. It doesn't have to be a daunting task when you arm yourself with helpful, practical information such as that which we've heard from our guest, Andrea Owensby. Thank you for listening. I'm Bill Worthington. The Senior Caregiver Podcast is brought to you by Sunrise Senior Living. With communities in the United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom, Sunrise residents receive personalized care based on their unique interests and needs with a focus on preserving dignity and promoting independence. For more information and resources, please visit sunriseseniorliving.com.